You're listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. The goal of this podcast is to help business owners be successful and gain the advantage. Nancy has helped some of today's top Fortune 500 companies across a wide spectrum of industries work through their toughest challenges. She can help you too. So if you can't find the solutions you need, there are no more books to read or workshops to attend. The Nancy Gaines Show can be the difference between your success and failure. And now your host, Nancy Gaines. Welcome to the Nancy Gaines Show, where we provide actionable ideas for entrepreneurs to grow their business and be even more productive. The focus of today's podcast is all about growing your network to build your business. I'm super excited to have a very special guest with me, Adam. Adam, let me tell you all. Sorry, I was going to say hi. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Well, we're glad to have you. I'm going to give you an amazing introduction, and then you could say hi and anything else you want to add. This is really good. I'm excited about this. Let me tell you all about him. He started investing in real estate through tax deeds. Wow, that's kind of cool. In 2005. He became a property manager in 2006 and then started a remodeling company. In 2008, he brought his first multifamily apartment building. He has managed several fix and flips over the last couple of years, and he has experience and the best results through apartment investing. His claim to fame is his ability to negotiate win-win scenarios through structuring creative ways to buy and sell real estate. He is the host of the Creative Real Estate Podcast, You can also hear him on Investor Army, Rocky's Real Estate Investing, and the Investability, oh, I like that word, Investability Podcast. Welcome, Adam. Now you can say hi, and what else do you want to add to that incredible introduction? Wow. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I've I've been on a couple other cool podcasts uh, as well, Um, so it's not limited to those three but um, we don't need to name them all. One of them was Joe Fairless's uh, podcast and probably the one with uh, a lot of people. And, and I'm just honored to be with you. And you are just doing so, so many great things. So thanks for asking me on. Well, thanks for being on it. We're super excited. First, I want to ask you, Adam, you have one of the largest, most successful meetups that I've ever seen. A lot of people start meetups and then they seem to fizzle out. How did you get yours to be amazing and successful? What are the tricks? Great. Well, the first real trick, honestly, um, the reason why most, almost like 95%, it's not a real statistic, but it feels pretty close, of of people fizzle out after a few months, I think is because when they set up their first meeting and they have less than five or three or one RSVPs, they cancel it. So they had five or three or one super fan that would have gone anyway, regardless if there was only a few people. But that person says automatically, this isn't worth it. I'm not getting the traction. So they cancel it. And the three or four people that were really planning to be there anyways, regardless of how many people are going to be there, now they can't trust you. And now the next time you set up a meeting, they're not going to want to RSVP because you've kind of wasted their time and energy and let them down. I would say, first off, don't ever let anybody down. Be consistent. If you schedule to have a meetup through meetup.com, you have to just be there. Go with your laptop. And if people don't show up at all, then you'll have a really excellent time to get some emails done and have a lunch to yourself. 
if one or two people show up, you're going to have the best networking. The fewer people there, honestly, the better for, for networking and actually doing deals and business with them. So show up. That's the number one way to do it. I love that. I actually look at the RSVPs, and if there's not a minimum number, I'm kind of hesitant to go because here in Denver, we've got fear of missing out big time. So people RSVP to everything and show up to nothing. Any yeah. tips on making the RSVPs attractive or some way to get people to actually show up and register even? Absolutely. There's a huge tip. And this is for people who actually understand how meetup works if they already have a meetup or if they're really planning on doing it this you have to do what's called capping your event you have to cap it so for instance if you just make an event it already has an infinite amount of spaces so if somebody's scrolling through they keep just seeing a bunch of things because nobody really understands this that are all have an infinite amount of spaces there's no sense of urgency there, but number one, if you can just make a, uh, just change one thing and say only 30 people or even 10, you can start out by just saying only 10 people can come to this meetup. Okay. Just start there. Then what it's going to look like is you're scrolling through all the available options because you're already RSVP'd yourself. It's going to be, it's going to show up in red and it stands out among all other meetup events and it says only nine spots left now when you get that and now 10 people are coming just bump it up to 15 and it'll again say only five spots left the sense of urgency is a huge reason why people want to come because they believe without thinking it's just second nature to say oh wow this it's almost sold out let me see if i can uh, hurry in RSVP before all the tickets are gone. You know, all the spaces are full. That is brilliant. I love that. And I know one group that does actually cap, and they hit the cap of 30 all the time. And if you're a no-show twice, you are not allowed to come back. You have to honor your RSVP because they know people are, they have a waiting list of 15 people. So mm. awesome idea. That's really, really good. So let's talk about your superpower, which is real estate investing. Why did you pick that? versus the stock market or Bitcoin or something else? I have no way of controlling the stock market. I don't have any leverage of making it go up, making it go down. When I invest in the stock market, it's in someone else's hands. And if somebody runs a plane into the Twin Towers, I've lost my investment. If some thing happens with mortgage lenders making mistakes in 2005, six, seven, eight, and then I've lost half my investment beyond my control. And Bitcoin is speculative and you could earn a lot, you could earn a little, or you can be a trader and it's very, very active. For me, real estate is the closest thing to a sure thing that I can see because not only do you have appreciation and something called depreciation that's very, very beneficial for people that make a good income, but you also are continuing to make cash flow all day. So if, when I do real estate, I like, I like to look at my cash flow and then know I'll be able to write some things off and get depreciation and also have 
appreciation in the market and maybe even what's called so there's natural appreciation in the market and then forced appreciation there's stuff i can do to the property to the apartment building that makes it valued more because of something they call a cap rate and that's why i've chosen that vehicle because it's it's better in my control it's more versatile and it's leverageable so if i put myself if i want to be in the stock market and i and i have a hundred grand and that's all i have then i can buy exactly a hundred thousand dollars of stocks and if i want to be in real estate and i want to put a hundred thousand dollars i can probably get closer to a million dollars of property and if both if i get a 10 percent increase on the stock market then I will have 110,000. If I get a 10% increase on my real estate, then I will actually double my money. I'll actually have 100, will go to 1.2 million instead of one point. Uh, you know, hopefully that makes sense if I'm leveraging it, I'm buying with someone else's money and I, I don't personally know a way to only put a small amount on my stocks. So if I get a 10% appreciation in both places, it's really going to be more like five to 10 times if I'm leveraging it on my increase. Plus, if I lose, if, if the property goes down in value, uh, I actually don't lose my investment yet. Unless I sell it, then I, hopefully that makes sense. I don't totally, want to get too far in the weeds. Okay. Yeah, it's actually like we get to triple dip versus just one time. There's so many good benefits with that. Yeah. I bought my first multifamily investment property about four years before you did, Adam. And I actually have a background in certifications and property management, but it was really, really scary to buy that first property. What was going through your mind when you bought that first property for yourself? Mostly excitement, to be honest. Uh, you mentioned that I was doing property management. I started managing um, a portfolio of properties for one person, and I planned on doing that for a year and a day. So once I got to my own property, I was just on top of the world. I was optimistic, and I didn't see any nerves. I just was like, I finally did it. You know, I finally did what I said I've been doing, was going to do this whole year that I've been uh, managing property. That's cool. Because I know a lot of people are afraid once they think of the toilets and tenants and two o'clock, all the teas. But yep. I was excited too, but I was also a little nervous because it's one thing managing somebody else's property, but when your money's on the line, <laughs> it's a whole different mindset. So I was wondering if it was just me or not. How yeah, about no, it's, it's, it's way Every more than just you. Definitely. I just personally, like, I know that I've always just said, it's going to be great. <laughs> and I, I see the problems when I get to the problems. And then I just, I'm like, okay, let's deal with this. But no, I was not personally nervous. That's awesome. I was just at a conference. I was speaking at a conference on Friday. And one of the other speakers, this is a really, really cool. He had some some test group write down all of their worries and put them into a bucket and they met six weeks later to see how many of those things they were worrying about actually came true and like only 15% of everything everybody was worrying about came true and then of that 15% only a portion was as bad as they thought it would be hmm. so the, the takeaway from that is most of your things that you worry about don't even happen and if they do they're far less minor 
than you think. So you're right. Just deal with it as it comes up. There you go. That's pretty cool. Let's talk fix and flips because it seems like you've done a lot of those. And with reality TV, people know about them and they look <laughs> really attractive. Are they as profitable as they look like on TV given all the work that goes into them? I would have to say, if I had to just sum that up with a yes or a no, I, if I had to, I'd say no. Um, when the TV shows a spread, the TV's not usually counting in real estate commissions. They're not usually counting in hard money lending costs. So as a general, I would say that the fix and flip shows are more the Hollywood side and just doing them is pretty hard. And I would almost caution people to get involved in them because it looks so enticing and, and say, if you are into this and you love it and it's your passion and you're okay risking money and possibly losing money, it is still going to do it, but it's still going to be a job. Every time you flip, flip one, you'll make, let's say, anywhere from negative 100,000 all the way to positive 100,000. On average, I would say people are making about 20 grand a flip. But if it's taking you four months to do 20 grand a flip, you're really only making five grand a month. And to me, that's not a, a great salary. It's good, but it's a lot of stress that goes in, that is involved with doing a three, four, five, six month fix and flip for about five grand a month. I'd almost say you'd be better off keeping a corporate job unless you just love the fix and flips. If that's your passion, do it. Sorry about the long answer, but no, I would say no, it's not all Hollywood. There, it's a lot of work, and there's ways around it by systemizing things. I never got to that level. The most I ever did in one year was, in one year, about six, I think, in one year, six or seven. Wow. That was kind of my sense, so thank you for confirming that they look more attractive on TV, definitely. So I know one of the ways that you grow your companies is with strategic partnerships. Can you talk a little bit about that and why people should really consider partnerships when they're getting into real estate? And I'm of not course. talking about legal, not legal partnerships. I'm talking about, um, what's a, a better word for that? People that help you out along the way. How about that? Great. Yeah. So with strategic partnerships, if you really wanted to get like into fix and flips, then if I were you, I wouldn't just do it by yourself. I would maybe, if you had money, I'd bring a little bit of money to somebody who's already doing it. This is a great strategic way to create a win-win. Both parties are gaining from it. And you're also learning along the way. Or if you're a, a fantastic contractor, you've been doing this all, all your life and you just really want to see what it's like to do your own, it would be strategic for you to raise capital from somebody and give them a, re a return. Be careful for securities laws, but raise capital appropriately and legally. And, uh, and then you do all the work and you split the profits the right way, the best way. Um, with apartment buildings specifically, which is my real focus, I have done a few fix and flips, but I have uh, over a hundred doors right now of just apartment. Well, there's about a dozen houses, but uh, there's over a hundred doors of apartments and a few houses that I own right now. 
And I like that because strategically, you, uh, some people don't have time and some people don't have money and some people don't have knowledge. Some people might not have the experience. There's so many parts to investing in apartments and the money is really the easiest one because it's such a strong asset class. I can raise, you know, a million dollars in a month to, to go into a, a apartment building and I don't personally need to pay the money. I just find it. So strategically, it's a win, 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 win. Our underwriter comes in on the deal for us. The acquisitions person comes in and owns part of the deal with us. Our passive partners, our equity partners, who are really just investors with equity stake in the large apartment building, they get, uh, on average, something close to 100% return on their money after five or six years, like 18 to 20% a year. Everybody wins, and nobody's like losing by partnering. It is the real definition of synergy, where the sum of the parts is greater than the whole. Um, so I would highly recommend whether you're going to get involved in any type of business or if you're going to get involved in multifamily or fix and flips, you always want to partner where you're going to, to create a win-win. Somebody's going to be the operator. Someone's going to be the, the money person. For me personally, my little position in our big company of eight people, I run meetup groups. I talk and present and run a podcast to be in front of people. That's my, my focus. And that helps us bring and attract passive investors. But I have much smarter people than me that know the ins and outs of apartment buildings even more than me after doing it for 10 years. And they'll underwrite the deal or they'll do market research. I don't like or want to be tied down to the minutiae of all of that. I think it's fun to grow networks and meet people. So I have my special job and I win by having other people on my team who bring in money or who, who um, put, make all the offers, the, the things that sound boring to me. And I do the thing that sounds scary to other people. I'm in front of people, like you said, you were presenting at a big conference just this week. That kind of stuff is so exciting and fun to me. I only want to do that. And it works because we have eight people on the team. That's a great answer because it's so applicable to business too. One of the things I teach is the same thing as you're saying. The sum of, the, of everybody is better than each person individually. So many business owners, especially starting out, try to wear all the hats. And they're not good at wearing all the hats. <laughs> so it's taking them longer to do something and they suck at it. So it's sloppy. The faster you can partner with people, the faster you really get to success. In real estate, in life, that's really, really cool. Let's talk really briefly about creative financing. You've got some ideas around that? Yeah, so I don't know if you can tell from my other answers today, but I, I own hun like millions of dollars of real estate, but so far I've literally and honestly never even used a penny of my own money yet. So I've done fix and flips. I've done tax deed investing, buying a property at auction. Money needs to be there, but you don't have to have it. So strategically using creative financing, 
my best way is through partnerships. That's what I'm the best at is seeing what somebody wants to do. Maybe, maybe one of your listeners, I'm not even giving a plug. I'm just saying maybe one of your listeners wants to get into real estate. So if they find somebody like me in their market doing the things that they want to do, that person can bring the money. And that's the main focus of what I've done. Other things that I've sometimes been able to do, which is much less than strategic partnerships, it's getting the owner to carry back a portion of the balance or getting the owner to, to lend 80%. So I'll get a partner to put down 20%. I'll get the owner to, this was a fiveplex that I did in Maslin, Ohio. Okay. So I got a partner to put down 20% and then I got the owner to carry back and be the bank for 80% of the note, well, they were the, they were the note holder. They were the bank. And I was able to talk them into it because I gave them a slightly higher price and that enticed them plus the interest. So we structure the finances. So where they get more money for the deal, plus they're making interest on their money. And sometimes it works. There's a lot, many, many, many other ways. If they really are curious about it, we can save time by, pushing them toward the creative real estate podcast because that's all we talk about all day every day so if that's their focus there is a great place to go perfect and do you only serve people in colorado no we have investors from uh australia we've got investors from canada and we have investors all across the united states so we serve people uh, by giving them a return on their money if they're accredited uh, in multiple countries, actually. It sounds like three countries that I can think of right now. That's awesome. Are you ready for the signature question everybody gets on the show, Adam? I have been ready since the beginning. Awesome. Here it is. <laughs> if you had one more hour in your day, 25 hours every day, what would you do with the extra hour? Wow. What I would do with the extra hour is play with my kids. If I had one extra hour, I would spend more time with them. Cool, how many kids do you have? Two young boys. And how old are they? Right now, as we record, 10 and six. They're not named Adam, are they? I tried. <laughs> it was my, Wolfgang was my first choice. Adam was my second choice. And uh, their mom, their mom wouldn't let either one of those happen. <laughs> it probably would have been even more confusing <laughs> in your family. That's yeah. awesome. So I know you're not going to really plug very well. So I am going to plug, guys. Adam is the bomb when it comes to real estate. You just heard a little bit of his brilliance on here. His podcast is incredible. How can people connect with you, Adam? Because I know you can really serve a lot of people on this podcast. <laughs> Oh, great. Thank you. I appreciate that. They can easily type in the Creative Real Estate Podcast and anywhere where they listen to your podcast, it should come up and that'll help them get there. It's also hosted at realbluespruce.com. Some people don't even know what a blue spruce is because they're not from Colorado or Utah where the Rocky Mountains are, but it's a real tree. It's a spruce tree and it's blue instead of green, uh, but that's what it is. Real bluespruce.com they can find it and uh and yeah i have a giveaway is that all right for me to share that absolutely i want to hear about the giveaway and okay. thank you that's very generous of you what is it 
Perfect. Um, so as it stands right now, um, I've been to New York City on meetup.com's dime. The HQ of Meetup brought me there to present on what I'm doing with our group to the 150 top organizers in the world from eight different countries. I think that it means a lot to grow a network and to do cool things like a podcast or a meetup group and to get in front of people. So if there's anybody out there that actually just wants to start their own meetup group and get in front of people to grow their network, whether they're raising money, because I've raised millions from our group, um, or if they just want to have more clients for their business and start one, there's a great resource that I have is the six top things that help my group to grow to be the number one most active group in Colorado and one of the top 150 in the world. But it's very easy for you guys to do this and I am not going to charge you a single thing. I want to help. I want other people to get big groups like this. So you could text meetup, just text the word meetup to triple five, triple eight, five, 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 eight, eight, eight. Say it one more time. The phone number meetup to five, 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 eight, eight, eight. Okay. I guess I was expecting a few more digits in there. Just seven digits. Wow. That's really six, easy. This is six digits only and it works anywhere in the world. If you just text meetup to triple five, triple eight, and that's it then you'll be able to get the six things that have grown my meetup to be the number one biggest in Colorado. That is really, really cool. Thank you for sharing that. Adam, what else do you want to add that I didn't think to ask you? You know what? I just want to add, keep listening to Nancy Gaines show because the, honestly, the strategies that she's teaching about automating and systemizing are the biggest strategies for growing a business. Your network is huge. Your perseverance is huge. But if you're not automating, you can never get out of your business. And it's something you alluded to before. You, you don't want to be the technician where you're wearing all the hats. You want to kind of systemize things and partner with people so you have a life. And you'll learn it from awesome. here. You'll learn it from you. So keep coming here. I appreciate that, Adam. Thanks so much for taking time to be on the show today. Lots of great tips. And listeners, make sure you text Meetup to 555-888 and find out how to grow your Meetup. And also, I am looking for newer business owners interested in accelerating their business in just one year. My next Turbo Ascent group is forming right now. This is a combination of coaching, training, accountability, peer advisors, and a mastermind think tank all-in-one program. You heard it from Adam. The sum of everybody is better than individuals. Just go to nancygaines.com slash consulting to learn more. If you love this show, please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. And until next time, go out and gain the advantage. You've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show, where you can gain the advantage. To schedule a VIP strategy day or speed consulting session with Nancy, connect with her on her website, nancygaines.com. That's Nancy, G-A-I-N-E-S dot com. On Twitter, Nancy L. Gaines. And on LinkedIn, Nancy Gaines. Be sure to check back on Nancy's website for new episodes. Until next time, you've been listening to The Nancy Gaines Show. Go out and gain the advantage.